Welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR topics that is making the headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined again by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine. So welcome back to the podcast, Jade. It's a pleasure to have you on for a topic that I imagine we both have almost become experts in over the last year. Hi, Sophia. Thank you for having me again. And definitely, I think this is quite an interesting one for us to dive into today. So I'm sure like most of our listeners, myself and Jade obviously have been working from home for quite a lot now. And obviously during this time, we've all noticed a greater reliance on digital communication and video calls to enable everyone to stay connected with colleagues and clients. And for some, depending upon the type of work that they do, this could entail having video calls with the team at various points of the day, for example, at the start or the end, and also having external calls with clients as well throughout the day. But in addition to some of the the work-related calls that may go on throughout the working day, obviously different employers have strived upon social events after work, which could be virtual quizzes or virtual magic shows or virtual bake-offs or any of those things that we could have done back in the office, but in a, in a virtual context, or even virtual water cooler chats, which are, of course, great initiatives for keeping everyone engaged and connected throughout this time. But of course, this does mean that a lot of staff members are spending more time on video calls. And during this time, it's definitely resulted in some people experiencing what is termed Zoom fatigue. And this is definitely a term that we've heard more and more as the pandemic has progressed. The Psychiatric Times reported Zoom fatigue as the tiredness or burnout associated with overusing virtual platforms of communication. And increasingly, statistics have pointed towards the prevalence of video call fatigue. So, for example, a Robert Half study found that 44% of workers say that they've experienced video call fatigue since the start of the pandemic last year. So this was research that was conducted in late 2020. And within that, the study also found that 15% confirmed that they found virtual meetings inefficient and exhausting and also preferred to communicate via email or phone calls instead. So I think those are some really interesting takeaways from the research there. Yeah, I think that one that you've just mentioned there, so the Robert Half one in particular, um, is really showing how many workers are are really suffering from this this video call fatigue. And also last year, one HR practitioner shared on LinkedIn that she was even feeling extremely zoomed out as a result of the huge number of video calls while working remotely. So it's really showing how many people are really suffering from this. But I wanted to get your thoughts, Soph, on, I guess, what is it that people are finding so tiring and so draining about these calls? Well, actually, I did a bit of research before the podcast, and in a 2020 article, BBC Worklife spoke to Giampiero Petrileri, an associate professor at INSEED. Um, he explores sustainable LD in the workplace, and it looked into this very issue. And he said that being on video calls requires more focus from those involved than a normal face-to-face conversation would. And aside from this, he said that video calls mean that people need to work hard to process nonverbal cues, things such as facial expressions, and that paying all this extra attention to detail uh, tends to consume more energy. And he said... 
Our minds are together when our bodies feel we're not. The dissonance, which causes people to have conflicting feelings, is exhausting. You cannot relax into the conversation naturally. And that, as I said, was what he told BBC Work Life. So I think with people using more video calls, it's not surprising, based on what the associate professor said, that staff are tending to feel more fatigued and exhausted as a result of spending more time looking at screens and participating in those virtual calls. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's totally true. And I think that, I guess, the increase in video calls has started to actually spark an increase in awareness when it comes to managing this Zoom fatigue. I guess that's particularly in regards to things like productivity, engagement and, of course, business outcomes. And just looking at a little bit of research for our um, call today, I found that one professor revealed last year that remote working, where tech dictates much of our working routines, you know, wherever we're working, is not sustainable. And they said in the long term, we'll have detrimental impacts on employee health and productivity. This impact on productivity can, of course, then have a knock-on effect on employee engagement, which can result in poor or less successful business outcomes for a company, something that is particularly critical to keep tabs on during this uncertain and turbulent time for many businesses at the moment. But I think it's important to note that employers and employees are starting to make changes to working lifestyles in regards to this. So, as I mentioned previously, that, that HR practitioner who revealed she was feeling zoomed out has actually started taking action herself by reverting back to the old-fashioned phone call in order to get a breakaway from a video call and to actually speak to people just over the phone, much simply. And for her, she said that's been working really well. And in addition, we covered earlier this year an initiative that premium hair product manufacturer GHD had also begun rolling out, which was called Walk and Talk. And this, again, was designed to get people away from their screens and to link up with colleagues without a video call, again, reverting back to the traditional phone call. And GHD revealed that it hoped that the scheme would have a positive impact on the well-being, mental health and productivity of its staff. So I think there are many elements here that can have a positive impact on staff members to, to actually improve their productivity and engagement, which, again, can then lead to better business outcomes. I like the the example of Walk and Talk by GHD because not only are employees getting a bit of fresh air, they are, of course, getting some time to participate in those meetings, but not having to be on the screen at the same time. And as you said earlier, Jade, increasingly, I think employers in HR are understanding more about Zoom fatigue and the impacts that this can have on productivity, morale, well-being, and also the bottom line if it's kind of gone unmanaged. And there was a story which hit headlines recently regarding Citigroup into this into this very topic. Um, and the new chief executive reportedly stopped internal work video calls on Fridays to give staff a break from, I guess, having to be on video calls for quite a, a considerable portion of the week. And at the time, the Guardian reported that employees were told that the last working day of the week would be known as Zoom Free Fridays. Despite this, though, CNBC reported that Zoom meetings with clients and regulators will still happen on Fridays. However, internal meetings uh, will be encouraged to be conducted over the phone. And in a memo to staff, which was first shared by Financial News, it reportedly said, after listening to colleagues around the world, it became apparent that we need to combat the Zoom fatigue that many of us feel. So I overcame my initial resistance to the idea, she said. So that coupled with the examples that Jade mentioned earlier really does demonstrate how some organisations are striving to tackle Zoom fatigue. 
is an example that did take off on social media and it may well be a good solution for some employers. But are there any other examples of how else HR can look to combat this jade? Yeah, definitely. And as you mentioned earlier, Soph, there are various elements that make Zoom calls seem more tiring. But there are ways to, I guess, combat that fatigue. And I had a look at an article published by Fortune earlier this year, which delved into this as well. And it stated that to beat Zoom fatigue, workplaces need to conduct fewer meetings and rely more on data. And this is due to several studies indicating that it can take up to 25 minutes for employees to return to full concentration after a meeting, while other research suggested that meetings can increase the likelihood of people creating errors in tasks because they're distracted, which I guess just goes to show that video meetings are not necessarily the way forward. And with that in mind, I looked over some articles that that we actually published previously, which highlighted several tips to combat this fatigue. And one of the first is to actually master the tech you're using. So if you have got to take part in a Zoom meeting or a video call, rather than faffing about beforehand, you know, sharing screens and and getting documents ready, it's essential to iron out those details first and and get everyone up to scratch with, with learning how those things work. Secondly, it's worthwhile setting out a goal. So if you have a meeting to to take part in, ensure there's an agenda in place so that goals are met and that time isn't wasted during that time. Thirdly, I think it's worth mentioning to consider ditching slides so that attendees to the meeting do not get bored or lose interest. And then lastly, really consider whether a video call is needed at all in the first place. While we know that communication is, of course, crucial while working remotely, while we're all in different places, I think it's worth asking the question whether a simple video call is is the right way of going about it or would a phone call work or even just a quick instant message suffice instead. So I guess it's definitely food for thought for HR and employers. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market-leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. 